Sustainable, the podcast, is listened to in 20 countries over five continents and features inspiring interviews with leaders of sustainable practices. With your host, Tabby Jane, CEO and founder of EarthSelf, creating a global movement to educate leaders and organizations on the transformative power of nature-centered business. In episode 39, I spoke with Lynn's Darlington, founder of Benefacto, which helps engage more professional people in meaningful volunteering to find out more about the power of employee volunteering. Today, I'm speaking with Aileen Vincent. Aileen Vincent is the co-founder of Land of Ed, a company which designs bags that supports children's educational initiatives around the world. She started a career in fashion working for Coach in New York City and then moved on to J. Crew, where she designed accessories before moving to London in 2010. After designing for the high street, she left fast fashion to create a business which was more conscious in its practices and one that made a social impact. After a brainstorming session with a colleague over lunch one day, the land of Ed was born. Welcome Aileen, it's great to have you on Sustainable today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So one of the things that I love about um, what you do with the bags that you design is that every bag purchased, you build an element of a school in a developing community. So how did you come up with this idea? Well, as you said in your lovely introduction, thank you. um, I was working in the fashion industry in New York City, and I had carved out a career that um, was going quite well. I was quite comfortable. Um, In 2010, moving to London, I began to travel more and become more aware of the social issues that the planet faces. And that kind of changed gears for me. I felt very guilty that I wasn't doing more. And I was kind of living this comfortable hamster wheel life, um, so to speak, you know, just going to work, doing this super fun job, coming home every day, repeat. So I was working for a company in London and I met um, Danica, who is my business partner, and we kind of shared these same views and decided that it was time that we create a socially conscious business. Given both of our backgrounds in fashion, we knew that we were going to stick to that area. Um, I happened to fall pregnant, so um, I was in the midst of shopping for a baby bag and just could not find anything that kind of fit my minimal, lots of black, I love wearing black, um, style. Everything seemed to be covered with chevron print or flowers, so I knew way, that was the product we were going to do. Um, That was the easy part. Then it was like, okay, what's our sustainable, socially conscious element going to be? So education was definitely going to be the focus after we kind of did some reading and research and found, you know, the UNICEF estimates right now that over 100 million children are out of school globally. And I think I've always lived in kind of a Western bubble, just thinking, oh, well, everybody gets an education and we all have the same opportunities. And that's just not the case. Um, So once we had a product and kind of a focus around our social issue, we needed to know what our contribution as a business would be. So the one-for-one model wasn't really right for us, you know, sell a bag, give a bag. Um, We kind of found through researching charities that we needed to do something that kind of got more to the ultimate goal of education. So um, we met a gentleman named Patty Gilfeather, who has a charity, a small charity called Building Schools for Burma, who they find small remote locations and build physical schools for kids so they have a place to go. And they, you know, employ um, local people in the community and get them kind of working for the same cause. So it has a great full circle um, element to it. So we kind of knew that 
by selling a bag, we could possibly build an element of the school by giving him funds that could, you know, build toilets, add solar panels, build the physical structure. Um, on the other side of the coin, we have um, Edlumino, which is another small charity that we've um, started working with. That They set up schools in refugee camps. Um, they believe that all children have the right to an education irrespective of their current circumstances living in a refugee camp. And that, that was it for us. I mean, it, the element of the education would be the physical structure, as I said, in Burma. And then in the refugee camps, it would be providing aid and funding so they could find qualified teachers for their projects. Wow. You know, so it, it, it kind of almost happened in a, I suppose, kind of like an organic way that you, you, you started on the path and you just kept on finding the answers. Definitely. Definitely. We were we were in no rush to kind of, OK, we want to do a business. This is what we want to do. Go. We really wanted to take the time to find the right charities, learn, learn really what they needed. I mean, just because if we did the one for one element in our case, we could sell, you know, a thousand bags and give a thousand backpacks, but it's great to give a child a backpack. But if they have nowhere to go with that backpack and learn, then, you know, what's the point? And we're just creating more waste at the end of the day. So, so for us, it was important to really make sure that our money was going to the right place. Yeah. And I, I really like that point of what you're hitting the nail on the head there of when you're doing a socially conscious business, it's important to make sure that you're not indirectly doing something that's ineffective and contributing to waste. You know, something that sounds good, but it isn't really addressing a real issue. Completely, completely agree. I, I think and all that kind of comes to doing the research on the front end and really, really getting to know your, your charities that you're working with in our case. I mean, we could have easily gone to, say, a UNICEF, a Save the Children, which are incredible organizations, but because they are so large we really wouldn't be able to roll our sleeves up and learn as much as we could about the problem. We would kind of be working with, you know, somebody behind a desk in an office working for this incredible organization, but we wouldn't really know for ourselves where our money was going. And that was very important. Yeah. So you're, you're taking very much a hand-on approach in terms of what you're actually building through selling your prags. Absolutely. And as we're small right now and just starting up, but as big as we get, that will always be the goal. Cool. And what is your plan for growing your company in an organic, sustainable way then? I think it I think it carries on from, you know, what we were just talking about, treating treating the business more like a marathon and not like a sprint. I think it would have been very easy in the beginning with my background. I won't say how many years because it'll give away my age. But <laughs> Given my background, um, I could have just rushed in with my contacts um, with factories around the world and just produced a ton of product, you know, thrown it online, fill the website shelves, so to speak. Um, but that wouldn't have that wouldn't have really been good for our business um, because we wouldn't have known as much about the social issues we were trying to help. So we are really taking our time, nurturing relationships with our suppliers, finding the right partners, um, and just making sure that we're doing things in a sustainable way. Yeah. And I mean, what I'm hearing you say there as well is there's a real focus on the long term aspects of the business. I mean, you use the the, the, the um, metaphor of a marathon there. And it's it's that whole focus of, you know, so much of business nowadays is let's get focus on the short term. How much can we get out there really quick and everything? But nobody is thinking about that long term aspect. Totally. I, I always think like, like you say, like businesses, it's all about the bottom line, the bottom line, the bottom line. And I think, you know, I, I've read and I can agree more that there's more than one line. There's lots of lines. There's lots of different areas, you know, what defines success. And to me, it's making sure that we're ticking the boxes of all those areas and not just profit at the end of the day. Yeah, fantastic. And why are you so determined to challenge traditional business models with what you're doing with Land of Ed? I think, frankly, it's just the right thing to do. I mean, it's a very simple answer, but it's the truth. I mean, 
when, when we're children, we learn, I, I have a, a two-year-old son and, you know, we're teaching him be nice, help others share. Well, why does that stop when we become adults? I think, you know, from a, a consumer level and as an individual, I think it's just good to do whatever you can in your day-to-day, you know, consuming uh, to make sure that you're you're making a good impact on the world. And I think as a business, why shouldn't we follow those same those same rules? You know, be nice, share, try to help people where you can. I think if every single business around the world gave just, you know, 1% of profits even. I mean, it could be so small, but think of the impact that could have. And I think, I just think it's the right thing to do, really. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it is coming, as you're saying there, it's the right thing to do. It's just this moral standing of this is how we need to be doing business. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of preach that to your own tribe of people. Like I get around people who are like-minded and, you know, some people can hear that and go, oh gosh, this hippie thinking and all of that, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be so small. You can make a big impact by just doing little things day to day. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's even funny, isn't it? Because I mean, it kind of shows, you know, as you're saying there, you know, this hippie thinking and it's like, we still have a long way to go to make this mainstream. But when we look at the growing evidence, it's, um, you know, companies who are putting sustainability in embedding it into the heart of their businesses they're more profitable they're ending up making more money they're going to be here longer you know and it, it, it's funny how there is this still this mentality on oh wait that's a bit weird what people are doing when fundamentally it's showing you know this is good business sense absolutely I couldn't agree more I think you know in this age of social media you see all these businesses really all these shared stories of socially conscious business that people are putting all over their different Facebook pages because people like to feel like they're helping they like to feel like when they purchase something they're helping and giving back so you know it is a business at the end of the day and from a business standpoint I want to be on that train I want I, I want customers coming to me because they feel like they're doing something good it it works for everybody in the end yeah Definitely. So then what advice do you have for anyone else who is looking to challenge traditional business models and do business in a different way? Well, there's there's two things, I think. Um, A quote comes to mind, you know, never be the smartest person in the room. I think if you are trying to embark on a socially conscious business of your own, or if you are, you know, wanting to approach somebody, let's say in your current corporation, you know, seek out those who are who have done it, who are doing business in a sustainable way and learn as much, absolutely as much as possible um, through that journey. We are very lucky um, at Land of Ed. We're a part of the B Corp community. Um, and to certify to become a B Corp, you have to be a for-profit business um, that has a social or environmental um, piece to your to your mission. And by, you know, we're currently in the process of certifying right now, but just being able to have access to all of these incredible, inspiring people it really drives us forward. And I, I would say to anybody, you know, find that, find that group and learn as much as you, as you can. Um, and I think the second one is just, you know, more simple, really every day through setbacks and success, believe that what you're doing is right. And if you're embarking on your own business, be prepared to work your socks off um, to make it happen. It's a lot of work and you will have a lot of people in the business world, um, telling you, no, 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 just go after the profit. You have to grow business, business, business. And you do, that is a reality, but also go back to that core set of beliefs that no, I'm trying to make a social impact and keep running with that. 
Yeah, and I, I love that. And I mean, it's, it's it's really simple. You know, you've what you've said is learn from other people and believe in yourself. You know, and totally. if we can even extend it to the third one, make sure that you work and don't give up. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know if you you have this great idea and you're like, oh, well, what I'm doing is right and it's going to help, so it'll just happen. It, it it doesn't work like that. There still is work in his business. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think it's one of the things that if, um, I keep on saying that to people, if anybody had ever told me how much work goes into business, I don't know if I ever would have got into it. But now that I'm into it, I can't get out of it. And I find that I really love it. But, you know, the more that I learn, the less I realize that I actually know. Yeah, exactly. I love, I mean, yeah, just when I think I know a lot about a topic, I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, actually, I don't know much at all. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's so important from what you're saying is, you know, there are so many people out there that are doing some amazing things. I mean, this is one of the reasons that, you know, I do the podcast because we're not talking about this enough and people are sitting there going, God, I think I'm the only one doing something that's really quite innovative and edgy. And when you go and you find it, you know, look hard. There is this whole community of people who are thinking exactly like you doing the same thing and wanting to see you succeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So how has a focus on doing business differently impacted the way that you live your daily life then, Aileen? I think I'm a much softer version of my former self. <laughs> um, when I moved to New York, I, I come from North Carolina originally in the United States. Um, you can probably hear from my accent that I'm from over there. Um, and when I moved up there, I was, you know, New York City, fast, 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 career, career, climb the ladder, working really hard, and also going along with that, wear the trends, have the latest bag, shoes, phone, whatever. Um, and then the when I moved over here and started working on Land of Ed, it, it's just completely changed my perspective on what's important. Um, we were really lucky, Danica, my business partner, and I got to visit um, the refugee camp in Dunkirk in France in August yeah. to, to work with our charity partner um, at Lumino. And to see children running, sprinting for the school each day, so excited and desperate to learn, it just completely changed the way I view the material. I don't, I don't need or want the latest trends or the biggest labels. As a consumer, I'm much more focused on what I need as opposed to what I want. And I also focus on brands that are working to make the world better. I, I, wanna, I only want to associate really with those brands. I'm not perfect. I will, I will shop a sale like the best of us, but, but it is my goal every day to kind of work closer to that ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, aside from seeing the kids sprinting to the, the schools in the refugee camps, I mean, what was your impressions of the refugee camps? It was incredible. It was it was life changing. Um, you know, just to see these people who are just like us. I mean, you have you have doctors, you have teachers, you have, you know, families, mothers, fathers, you know, just wanting what we all take for granted every day. They just want a home, they want opportunities, and they they have not chosen this life of running, you know, to live in these refugee camps. They have been forced, you know, and it's it's it was in incredible to witness the um the sadness of the situation, frankly, but also the sheer grit and determination of these people to provide a better life for their children, which is what we all try to do. It, it was absolutely incredible. And also to to see the amazing work of just normal people like you and I and, you know, our partners at Ed Lumino, um, Dr. Rory Fox, who founded it, to see the incredible, tireless work they do to give these children these opportunities. It was it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it, it sounds like I can feel quite an emotional response just listening to you talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it was amazing. So uh, I can already gather that you really admire Rory Fox and the work that he's doing, but who else do you admire and why? Um, Rory Fox is definitely one of them. It's funny, I laughed when you said that because <laughs> when, when I met him at the refugee camp, I said to him, it's so embarrassing. I said, you don't understand. This is like meeting Elvis. <laughs> I had read so much about him. I mean, uh, not to make this whole podcast about him, but his background is he was a head teacher in the UK and known for being quite tough. And he he left that position and decided, well, I'm not just going to go on holiday. I, I see the news stories. I know what's going on. So I'm going to go to a refugee camp and literally pitch a tent and spray paint school on it. And if kids want to learn, I'm going to teach them. I mean, that's how his charity. Wow started and you know in in terms of land of ed that that's our we want charities like that where we just are really moved by these small grassroots organizations it's absolutely incredible so yeah he's he's definitely up there for me i just i really admire the work he does but i would say um in the context of kind of business and where we got started i have to say that i I am really have always been inspired by Blake McCoskey um who is the founder of Tom Shoes um I read his book called Start Something That Matters mm. a few years ago, and that kind of was the initial roadmap for Land of Ed, um, you know, starting with a very small concept, the one-for-one one of shoe giving um, in Argentina. And, you know, now he ha has a global brand, you know, helping with all of these social issues. Um, he provides clean water. He provides um, safe childbirth for mothers in developing countries and eyesight for those who don't have access to these resources. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. He, he has been a pioneer for socially conscious business and he has really brought it to the mainstream and I, I just I really look up to him a lot I'm just desperate to have lunch with him one day um but you know and also too he he's not a charity he's a business so so that was another element that I I was really gravitated to in his book um I just I just think he's great so yeah I admire him a lot yeah no it sounds wonderful so what's your one of your most favorite memories of a time or a place in nature and why Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I went on a camping trip. This is kind of going back a little bit, just before university, um, across the entire United States of America. And that, that springs to mind immediately because I just, um, I, I got, I learned to appreciate nature and the things that are, um, th that you can't put a price tag on really. I remember when I was a little kid, my dad used to, We'd be on a road trip somewhere, and he'd point up to the mountains in the distance. And go, Eileen, do you see that? That that's beautiful, and it's free. Mm. And I never appreciated those words until you know I'm camping on the edge of the Grand Canyon, watching a, a sunset. You know, and it, it was just an incredible trip that kind of taught me that you know to to stop and appreciate nature and realize that so much of what we take for granted is free and beautiful, really. Yeah. So. Have experiences like this camping trip that you've talked about, I mean, I know that it's teaching you to appreciate nature, but have they influenced and impacted your own commitment to, to socially conscious business in in any way? Um, yeah, I think the beautiful places um, that I've been so fortunate to see, they, they give me a point of reference and appreciation um, for all that is natural. But I think what impacts my personal commitment to sustainability is, you know, the science and the facts around what is happening 
to our planet. I mean, that drives me forward every day. I mean, it would be incredibly irresponsible of me or anyone or any government, for example, uh, to deny what is happening with global warming and not take realistic steps to change their actions mm. uh, and daily practices so we can help preserve all this beautiful stuff that's around us, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what is the one thing that you want people to take away from this interview then, Aileen? Well, two things. I want them to have a mental note of our website, which is landofed.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it's a beautiful, really simple, really easy to read website as well. So that's landofed.com. Yes, landofed.com and all over social media. Check us out. Um, and I think just to realize that we, we can all have an impact I think, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners can can make it a goal to have part of their business be to give back in some way um, to whether that be a social issue or just give back to the planet in terms of small things like going paperless or, you know, my office right now, there's no lights on. I just work for the sunlight outside. Little things like that. You know, we can all do something. And and just for people listening who are consumers, just ask them to do your research, seek out brands who are trying to help in some way, be it, like I say, the planet or socially. I think, you know, we can all do our little bit, make our little ripple to create big waves of, you know, change and helping people. Yeah. I would say that's probably it. No, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, Aileen. Of course. Thank you again for having me. If listening to the show has inspired you to find out more about nature-centred business, go to www.earthself.org and click on the nature-centred tab. And as always, if you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, please get in touch. Next time on Sustainable, I'm speaking to Sahid Torres Rahman, the founder and director of Business Fights Poverty, the world's largest community of professionals passionate about harnessing business for social impact. See you then. New episodes of Sustainable are released every Tuesday. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Get them sent straight to your inbox by signing up at www.earthself.org or come on over and join the conversation on our LinkedIn podcast page.